What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back, finally, to Across the Pond FC, where two American boys tell you about the worldwide world of soccer slash football. We're back. We took a month hiatus. We don't give up. It's okay. We're alive. We're back. Don't worry. We're going to be doing this every week now. I'm the host, Richard Redillo, joined by the man with the noggin, where two American boys tell you about the worldwide world of soccer slash football, yes, mostly Premier League, mostly Premier League. But it's okay. It's labeled as a Premier League podcast. It doesn't matter. We talk about other stuff. It's not like a, like a, oh, we're only going to talk about Samsung, but we talk about iPhone sometimes. We talk about PlayStation, but sometimes we talk about Xbox. It's like that. Okay. okay. All right. It's I like that you. kind of podcast, but for sports. So get your nerd ass out of here if you don't like that. That was very aggressive. I know. You just threw out half of our audience. Mm, maybe. All right. nerds. All right. So. Jacob, we have an agenda now for these shows. An agenda. We have an agenda where we're going to talk score, some scores. The big game last week was Tottenham versus Liverpool. Uh, and then we are going to talk about are we going to talk about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? We are. And then we're going to talk about some like weird transfers of Hazard, Pogba, and uh, Mbappe going to Real Madrid. Real Madrid rumors. And the rumor mill is Do we have going. anything else after that? Uh, no, not really. Okay, and that's it? There's one question I'm going to sur- surprise you with at the end. Oh, thanks. I like those. Yeah. I All right. You, we're going to make that recurring then? Um, maybe. Depends right. on what's going on. Depends on how it's going on. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, the Premier League top six scores. Jacob, uh, go ahead and read those, and then we're going to talk about the Liverpool game. Oh, All right. You're going to talk a little about City, and then I'm going to talk about a little bit about United, but just say the scores. Okay. City versus Fulham was the first of the top six related games this week. Manchester City won this game 2 0. Uh, pretty straightforward. Fulham not Wait, offering. I'm just going to say the scores and then you're going to go back to it. Do you want me just to start over there and then I can edit it? Or you can edit I'm it? I'm going to edit it. Just say Why the scores. Why don't we just like go, whatever. Just say the scores. Okay, fine. Uh, City versus Fulham was the first game this week involving a top six team. City won 2 0. Uh, Manchester United were up against Watford, getting a 2 1 victory in that game. Chelsea versus Cardiff. Chelsea with a comeback victory after being 1-0 down to Cardiff. 2-1 victory for Chelsea. Arsenal-Newcastle was today as of recording 2-0 to Arsenal. And that gets us to the big game of the week. Liverpool versus Tottenham Hotspur. Sunday fun day. 2-1 victory for Liverpool FC. Boom. Boom. Talk about the City game. All right. 2-0 win for City. Uh, Bernardo Silva and Sergio Aguero were on the score sheet. Silva, Bernardo Silva having himself probably a career year. Um, this was a pretty straightforward game, though. Uh, Fulham did not offer a whole lot going forward. I think Ederson did have one big save uh, when it was 1-0 to City to keep it to keep City ahead. Uh, but for the most part, City dominated this game. Uh, did not get maybe the number of goals that they should have, but grinding out, I mean, going head-for-head, toe-for-toe, punch-for-punch with Liverpool... Uh, as we wind down the last, what, six games left, I think six we or have seven something games like that. Yeah. Game. Uh, so six or seven games left in the season. Um, they're kind of, the schedule, the way the schedule is played out, they're kind of like offsetting now. So like game after game, they're constantly jumping each other as City and Liverpool keep racking up those wins. Um, but yeah, fairly straightforward. Good it result seems, for City. It seems like the, the City team this year is like the team that should have had more goals but didn't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because you always talk about that. Like there was uh, the the performance was satisfying. I guess that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne back from injury in this game as well. I thought he already came back, but I guess not. No, back for this game. All right, 
Uh, he came back and he got hurt again. Now he's back again. Okay. Well, the United game, since like the Premier League, the most entertaining league in the world, uh, obviously you have the top two teams for the league and then you have the rest of the top four that are like switching in and out of spots now, which is really entertaining. Chelsea kind of falling away, but kind of not. Uh, but anyways, the United Watford game, uh, 2-1 to United. A game where I'm starting to see a thing where people are like, well, United just played really bad or like we we didn't control the game. But I feel like it's a thing where Shokshar is like, no, let's let them have the ball. They ain't going to score on us. They're going to make some chances, but they probably aren't going to score on us. Like there's a really good likelihood that they're going to score on us. And then we're going to counterattack and then we're going to score two goals and then put them to sleep. And then we're going to have forced them to make mistakes. And then we're going to be up for nothing or something like that. That's basically how like the plan I feel like is in, or I've been noticing where let's let team. Yeah. Go ahead and control the game. Sure. Yeah. You totally control the game. And basically we end up with three points. That makes any sense. I mean, that makes sense as a nice theoretical plan that I don't believe that that's actually been happening, but we'll get into the, we'll get into that a little bit when we talk. Well, I think, I think our midfield, this, this, our midfield right now, since coming back, uh, we had uh, Herrera come back and Maddich come back from injury. So this is like, I think, a game where we're kind of getting back in together, but also kind of getting the rust back off for those guys that are injured. Plus the guys up top with Martial, Rashford, who has a little couple dings here and there. Um, so it's, it's, it's a thing where we're coming back from injuries. I think the international break has really helped us be able to have, you know rest a lot of those guys and not have to play them. Uh, so I think this was a great game to bounce back because I think a lot of people were worried that we we're going to lose three in a row. I didn't think we we're going to lose this game at worst draw, even though I think Wofford is a great team. But I think the game itself is what I think what a lot of United is going to be just for this year before what the personnel we have. Yeah, I just feel that like all those people that you just named, like none of them are in the back line. That's my my thing. Well, that, well, I don't think you guys have the back line to play the way that you're describing where it's like, oh yeah, we'll just let them control the game and hit them on the counter. Like you guys should not be doing that with the back four that you have. Uh, but I think you're 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 overlooking the part on how we're forcing teams to have to not we're forcing teams to not push their fullbacks up where they're actually having to defend more or not I'd be able to break us down easily. So that's why there's less pressure on our back four. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it break down. And that's why I think – I don't think you're seeing that, obviously. Jones had a I – I will say that uh, Phil uh, Shaw had an assist in this game on, going forward. Yeah. And then I think Phil Jones did have a good game. He was like – he was there saving the – the like the last cross, that last pass, intercepting that last pass before Watford like could have gotten. Yeah, so we're like we're having those like perf- one game performances from these guys, which is great. Uh, Lindelof didn't play. I think we're wrestling them for this upcoming game against Wolves. I think the league is the most important thing. I don't think Champions League is important at all. Honestly, I don't think even the PSG game was that important. I think the league for me is the most important thing. But regardless, I think that's like it's it just like a weird thing. Like where I've seen, I'm like. It seems like we're playing these teams like exactly that way, regardless of our back line. But the way we're pushing our forwards up, like Jose Mourinho would have wanted our guys to be back playing defense, but we're making Rashford, we're allowing him and Martial to not have to come back. And that's why we're getting these counterattacking goals because of the – and we're forcing teams to not be able to push their fullbacks on us or you know push defense like extra players into the box against us. And I think that's what – I've been noticing where like, yeah, go ahead and control us. We're going to hit you on the counterattack and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. And that's what we've seen a lot of. Okay. I guess that takes us to the Chelsea Cardiff game. 
Uh, We're not going to do that one. I just want to mention real quick. Oh, you're not okay. What about Cardiff hard done by a oh, okay, blatantly yeah. obvious yeah. Uh, offside on Aspilic. The first goal that Chelsea scored. Um, this is another thing that like next year, when VAR finally comes to the Premier League, uh, that would that was a goal that would have been ruled out. And that like that goal changed the game. Obviously, not only the scoreline but just the momentum in general. Wardnock, I think, is the manager's name for Cardiff. Yeah. Had, like a big old thing, just like Pochettino about like three weeks ago at the Burnley game. Same thing with him. Was like railing on the refs at the end of the game um but it's unfortunate for Cardiff fans because like they're trying to stay up yeah they need all the points they could get yeah. and they got screwed yeah it's really like i mean admit, they got the short maybe get a draw out of this i guess they they could have used that point yeah but and i then, think we're starting to get that point too because like southampton grabbed points this weekend we're gonna go through the table but like i think it's almost close to being over for them as well i think uh Fulham's next to go down pretty soon okay uh so that takes us to liverpool spurs Liverpool Spurs. Um, I think this is uh, Spurs' final game that they're going to play. This was not. A, this was at, at Anfield, but this is Spurs' last game before they move into their brand new stadium, uh, which opens up in the midweek, I believe. Their I new know. stadium uh, finally opens up. I think they're playing Brighton, South, Brighton or Southampton. Brighton. One of those teams. Brighton. Yeah, they play on Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. So I think that Tuesday game, tomorrow's game, is their first game in the new stadium. Um, yeah. Oh, next Tuesday. Sorry. Oh, it's next you remember, remember you said the fixtures are all weird. There's makeup games yeah, midweek yeah. and then on the weekend. They all consider that as week 33. Oh, match oh. day 33. Oh, okay. I see it's really weird. Okay. Any, in any case, uh, 2-1 victory for Liverpool. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts? I th- thought the Liverpool's goal was great because you saw it almost again, almost like five minutes later, Robertson again putting a great cross in. Um yeah, I thought Liverpool deserved the win. I, I didn't think – I'm not surprised on, like, the way the game played, I guess. I don't know. It just – when I watched the game, you're like, oh, yeah, Tottenham looks good. But I never thought they were going to win this game. Really? Yeah. I thought they were going to win this game the moment that Musa Sizoko was one-on-one with Allison and then put the ball 50 rows back. This is this is, goes again to why I don't think Tottenham is as good as a team as a lot of people think. I think oh, they, no, put, I that. they put themselves in great situations, but these guys cannot finish. Like, the only guy that can finish on this team is Erickson. Erickson. Erickson, yeah, and Kane. And the other two, like, Erickson has whiffed up sometimes and Son has whiffed sometimes. So this team looks great on paper, but is not – I don't – I, I'm really hesitant, but they might even not. They might be the fourth team, in or they might even drop out of the top four. Which is crazy to think of, like where they were. I mean, just like they what were, they were six weeks ago, or, they were like five points short of first place, and people are like, you know, don't don't discount Spurs. They could be kind of in this title you can, race. You could even go back to like December when, but right before Ollie got in. It was like they had a, they had some an outside chance, like a real outside, think, a legitimate outside chance. And then after that, it was a twelve point lead from us to them, and we caught them. Yeah, at one point too, I think even um, I think when City fell like seven points back of Liverpool or whatever, I think we were in third to Spurs. Like Spurs were in second. Yeah, and then their season has just kind of completely crumbled. It's really crazy to think of how they're now embroiled in this fight for top four with like Arsenal jumping them today. Uh, so you got Arsenal in third, Tottenham in fourth, and then United and Chelsea just on the outside. And like it's crazy to think that from where they were that they've fallen this far. Uh, I think in this game specifically, they were really good. They were much better than they normally are, I think, even um, at passing through the Liverpool lines. They had a number of just incredible passing moves to get through 
and on goal, even like even look at the build up play for that uh chance that Musa Suzoko missed. Um and and also shout out to Virgil van Dyke on that play because he was he was marking basically both Suzoko and Sun. It was two on <laughs> one and like he expertly defended that to force Suzoko to take a shot on his left foot and he missed. But I think that I think a draw would have been the fair result in this game. Um, literally, if Hugo Lloris just catches that ball, it's 1-1. Instead of him parrying it straight to the feet of, I think it was, it was either Vertonghen or Alderweireld um, that ended up with the own goal. I forget who it was. But uh, literally, they needed to hold on like another two minutes and Lloris to just catch the ball instead of dropping it. And this game would have been 1-1, which would have helped both teams because it would have kept Spurs with a little bit of a cushion above the chasing pack below them. It would have kept them in third place. And it would have helped basically everyone who doesn't want Liverpool to win, including myself, City chasing. We were just two minutes from Liverpool dropping points again and then us having the game in hand. Uh, so that was super frustrating. Um, it was a great first goal from Liverpool, the cross from Robertson. Robertson mm. was dangerous basically the whole entire game. That's like him, Salah, that's like him all year, no though. Hit, the combination of him and Mane on that left-hand side or on that left side have been one of the best combos like this year, like throughout the whole yeah. year. Yeah. But I mean, I think Mandy would have a good chance with uh, Sane, but like Mandy's been hurt, but that's that would be another good combo. But he hasn't been able to do that because of inj- injuries. Yeah. Uh, Mo Salah was basically not there until like he headed he headed on that ball that Lloris ended up dropping. Yeah, very quiet. But I, he had a number of times where he was through or like needed to pick out one more pass to a teammate that just didn't happen. Yeah, he, he's just he's I think he's leading goals, but he's not really like himself. Which is weird to say because he's still like up top, yeah. Oh, like not even he's like half assing it and yeah. he's still doing real, yeah, really yeah. well. I mean, I want to say he's not, he's not been given. He hasn't had the same kind of like incredible luck that he had the year before. I guess. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. He is still having a great year, mm. um, as you were saying. I think that just he was so great last year that now that he kind of demands that sort of expectation. But you can't be. I guess maybe he can't be better than he was last year. I guess. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, that's definitely true. Looking right. at the like his career as a whole. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the table real quick. All right. All right. So um, obviously, we found out this weekend that Huddersfield's got relegated. Oh, that's like confirmed now. Yeah, it's confirmed oh, okay. now. So they're confirmed. I would enjoy exp- the championship. So uh, Fulham is three points ahead of them. So I'm guessing if if it plays out this week, Within they're probably a week gonna, or two. Probably yeah. This week or net the week after, they're going to get relegated. And Cardiff is now to, uh, five points behind uh, Brighton, Southampton, and Burnley uh, with 28 points. And then they have a, uh, all tied at 33. And then you have Newcastle at 35. I think that's probably over as well. I, if, if not, I think Brighton will probably fall into that. I think Southampton and Burnley are going to be okay. I, <laughs> I want Burnley to be the team that gets relegated because I hate watching them play. I, like, I enjoy watching them play. All right. Well, good on you, I guess. I do. I, and I think it's worse to watch Cardiff than them. Oh, man. Cardiff at least tries to play decent football. Burnley's just like, hey, you. Run ball. Ball. <laughs> Run. No, keep going. It's like, it's like when you're a kid and, you know, you're like playing catch with a, like an actual football. And yeah. you're like, oh, like go deep. Go deep. Keep going. Keep going. Good. And then you throw it, and then like, but the guy that's throwing like can't throw half that far. Yeah, that's, that's like what that's pitching. what watching Burnley feels like, uh-huh. where it's just like, oh, just run, just go, I'll hit you, I'll hit you, I'll hit you, and then they just turn it over in midfield. You're just like, okay. Well, like Dwight McNeil has been like somewhat of a change for them, and hopefully they get more of those kind of players coming in. We'll see. Looks like they'll have that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and then top six, obviously Liverpool, 
Manchester City, Arsenal, Tottenham, Manchester United, and then Chelsea, and then Wolves, uh, Leicester, and Everton right behind them. Yeah, that was the note that that I made. I have uh, Wolves, Leicester at 44, Everton, Watford at 43, and West Ham at 42. Uh, All five of those teams within two points and all of them competing. Seventh place will be um, a Europa League spot. Yes. Confirmed. I think so, because of how uh, the other cups played out. Especially if City win, it'll be seventh place will be coming. I think if uh, City wins what the FA Cup, oh, okay, because it already got bumped down one because of the Carabao Cup. City won the Carabao Cup, so mm-hmm. it got bumped down to sixth. And so if City does that open up another slot? Yeah, Jesus. it keeps going because the the FA Cup is a is a qualification as well. Yeah, yeah. So if City win, or I think if Wolves or Watford win and finish seventh in the league, then it'll drop again. Mm. because both of those teams will have already qualified through the FA Cup, and then the next league spot will go. Yeah. So it could drop... All, it might. All, I guess it could drop all the way to eighth. Yeah. Depending on how, like, everything plays out. Which would be crazy, because, like, well, I, uh, I don't think one... I, I would think Wolves is the only team that would want to play in Europe. The other teams, I don't think, wants to play in Europe. They'd just, like, bow out and have, yeah. like, play yeah. a bunch of, like, I don't, play the under-18s and be like, thanks, guys. Well, it depends on how what happens to Wolves, too, in the offseason, because there's a lot of talk of Ruben Neves getting uh, picked... Out, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of those guys are being linked out. They would have money to spend though if they, if that were to happen though. Yeah. Like Neves and all of those guys will command a pretty penny. And there's other guys that can definitely replace them that are in Europe. Uh, but yeah, uh, then United tied with Tottenham at with 61 points, but obviously Tottenham has the 24 uh, or the five goal difference okay. uh, ahead of them. And then Arsenal moving up to third. That's where it's going to get weird. And that's where I'm thinking Tottenham actually gets booted out. And then, you know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I just look at the schedule, Liverpool, or no, I don't think, I'm, I'm going to say what I think. It's going to be City, Liverpool, United, Oof. Arsenal. Don't tease me like that, bro. And I think that's how it's going to play out. Uh, because, well, the, obviously United have to play Chelsea and City, but United have been like, more consistent than Tottenham lately because Tottenham has been dropping points. It, like I looked at their schedule. It looks pretty good. There's, I forgot who the tougher games were on that one. Uh, Tottenham have us. Yeah. The, you guys, yeah. and then there's someone else. And then there's like random teams in there that can take points from them. Cause they've, they have not been playing good against anyone on the table. Yeah. So they're the shaky ones. So like seeing that and then seeing Arsenal's schedule, Arsenal has like a pretty good set of games. They're not playing anyone in the top six anymore. They're already done. So they have like pretty good and they've been pretty consistent ish. Um, and United, like I said, the two tough games, and I think they can get the job done with the other teams. Just because I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been able to adapt against different teams with his with his injured, and then sometimes he needs to improvise with certain kind of lineups. Yeah, I, I think have more trust in him. I think what's going to make the run up to the end of the year much more interesting than it normally is is that there aren't really as long as everyone, uh, especially like those five teams that we listed that are playing potentially for Europe in seventh. I think that as long as everyone takes that seriously, everyone except for maybe like Burnley and Pal not Burnley, sorry, Bournemouth and Palace, like everyone has something to play for. Mm. The teams like 15, 16, 17, 18 are all playing for not getting relegated. And like those teams out of the relegation zone, even though there's a little bit of a pad there, um, they're not safe yet. Um, so like all of those teams are going to be playing their best. And then, like I said, Palace and Bournemouth, their season's basically over. They're not going to make Europe. They're not going to be relegated. And then you have the five teams in the middle all playing for that 
last Europa League spot. And then obviously you have the top six. You got two teams in the title. And then the other four teams are all playing for Champions League football. Mm. So like everyone has something to play for for the most part. So it could make it really interesting. There's not going to be... I know the like common phrase is like there are no easy games in the Premier League. But people are uh, like the, for the, this late in the year... Showed. There's a huge number, yeah. There no, there's a huge number of, of teams that are actually still have stuff to play for. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be making it interesting. I think for me, the way it's going to break down at the top, I'm, I have Liverpool winning the league. I think that just, I think it's just the cookie's going to crumble in their direction. It's just the way I think it's going to play out. Um, I think that like if you look at the you know Loris dropping the ball like that to give them three points against Spurs, stuff like that. I think that's just like this is their year. Uh, so I have Liverpool, City. Uh, I'm going to go Arsenal third, United fourth. And I just feel that Spurs, Spurs particularly, have just lost so much momentum that I don't know that they're going to be able to recover. Um, and they've fallen so far from like a comfortable third place finish. Um, now, like in the middle, like they're just going to have extra extra pressure going in, and they're going to have you know they're still in the Champions League. Um, I guess most of the teams there are still in the Champions League: United, Liverpool, everyone's City, in Spurs. Europe yeah. in the top six still. Um, yeah, I think I think that United will continue their momentum. Um, I think that Arsenal, which I don't think I expected, I don't think I expected them to be still like with fighting. their fate in their hands yeah. at this point. Um, but yet there they are. I think Chelsea are just Chelsea are so inconsistent that I just can't see them getting over the finish line like that. And like I said, I think Spurs have just fallen too far at this point to recover. But it's good on them. They're still at sixty points. They're one point away. Yeah, for from as fourth. much as Chelsea have been struggling, like they're still right there. Like if they win all of their games, I think if they would have uh, lost they this past weekend, they would have been a totally different story. Maybe, yeah. We'd be negative on them, but they did a great job, I guess. They got lucky. I mean, yeah, uh, the ref gave them the win, but that's fine. All right, let's uh, keep moving. Yeah, let's do it. To our two things that we're gonna talk about, and then we're done. Yeah. Uh, I get, well. Okay. Oh yeah, question. Sorry, my bad. Right. Oh well, we could do it before the headlines are after. It's fine. I just I'd make a note of your uh, one thing. Side note is that you did make a second se- separate file for headlines. Oh, know. that was for something else. That's not for anything. Okay, we're not doing that. Action! You have a Dortmund jersey on right now. We're gonna step outside of the Premier League just for a split second. Okay, go ahead. Dortmund jersey on right now. Bayern have caught them. Yeah, I think they're no, but they they sw- they switched and then they switched back this past okay. weekend. Did did Bayern lose this past weekend? Uh, from what I remember seeing the table, I saw them switch back. In any case, because I saw them on Twitter and they looked at it after the results of this past weekend, they switched. Thing, they they switched back. It's much closer now than it has been for many months in the Bundesliga. There's actually a title race in the Bundesliga again. It looks like Dortmund could potentially have run away with it, but for as bad of a year as Bayern are having, they're right back in it. Well, Dortmund, who do you, who do you have winning the Bundesliga? Um, Dortmund. Dortmund, you think they're gonna hold yeah. on? Yeah. Okay, I think there's more more motivation there. So right now, it looks like Byron must have drawn, drew. Yeah, they drew this past weekend. Because Dorman is on 61. Sorry, Dorman is on 63. Byron on 61 points. So and they're a both, two-point cushion they're both are out of the Champions League as well. 4-6 mm-hmm. um, this coming weekend, there is a game between the two as well. So it could be a title decider mm. with what goes on there. So yeah, that was just my that was my question. Yeah, Dorman. Okay, you got Dortmund. No problem. I think I kind of feel like Dortmund are Spurs right now. That like they have fallen so far and they like got unceremoniously just booted from the Champions League that I think like Bayern have all the momentum right now. 
I, I guess Bayern going out to Liverpool is like not a big deal. Liverpool are a better team. Well, they they actually made it a game too. Yeah, or true. a series of games. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm going to still go to Dortmund. Okay, all right. So yeah, we'll I guess they win it on the last day. We'll let you guys know what happens win that Bayern day. that Bayern Dortmund game. All right, all right. Headlines. Headlines. Manchester United have a permanent manager instead of a what do they call it caretaker manager yeah unfortunately this is like old news but we're gonna talk about it because we haven't got to do it yet so and obviously i'm the united guy on the podcast jacob's the city guy so i will give you the floor and you can gush about ollie gunner ollie's at the wheel tell me how good does it feel we got sanchez paul pogba and fred Marcus Rashford is backboard and bread. Da, 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 da. Oh, you don't want to sing it with me? Okay, whatever. How long did it take you to learn that song? Uh, I well, I every time I sing it, I sing it differently in that order. Like I, I sometimes I say Paul Pogba, Fred, then Sanchez. You know what I mean? Okay. Or you know, it's whatever. All right. You got a new manager? What do you think? Um, I th- at the moment he has obviously when you look at when he ca- has come into the league, he's had the best record and most points. Score or uh, grabbed, I guess, or uh, scored. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, okay. yeah. Um, I think he he's if he like the league started when he came in, we would be in first. But I don't think that really makes much sense because that's not how it works, obviously. But he's done a great job, honestly. Um, if they wouldn't have given him a job, I would have gotten a ticket to Manchester and I would have would have ride with everyone else, whoever they would have appointed. I don't. I think. It's gonna be. It's good. We're gonna find out what what's gonna be next year, because in my head, I'm looking at four players away. Possibly five if Paul Pogba goes, then we're five players away from winning the league. No problem. From winning the league, no problem. Yeah. He says, "All right." For him to be able to run his own system, because we kind of run a system where it's kind of around Pogba, but I think. If Pogba does leave, I don't want him to leave. I but I'd be like, oh crap, he left. Who's next? And I think there's a lot of players that can potentially help us out where we're not paying. You know, we can use that money towards those guys. And there's other players out there in Europe that we can definitely not totally replace them, but be able to run a system with a four four one one that I think Ollie would probably run. Thank you, Statman Dave. Shout out. Uh, that we can run. And like I said, uh, right back, two midfielders, a striker, and a center back. Right back, two midfielders. Um, I think you'll need a – I would say you need a left back as well. No, I don't think we need a you left need, back. You need a, like, a squad left back. We'll have a squad left back by the beginning of next year when uh, both uh, both with Jackson comes back off from loan. Oh, okay. I don't think we're That's, not going to no, keep yeah, – yeah, There's enough, a lot of enough, guys yeah. that we put on loan that shouldn't have been on loan, I don't think. And we're, there's plenty of guys there. There's two Mzabzi who can come back, and he might be a squad center back for us. Uh, Fosu Mensa could play center back, right back, and in the midfield. It's just going to depend on what Ollie wants to do with him, and then if he gives him a chance. Um, the four, okay, it's more or less a forward that I think that we need. It's either going to if he wants to keep the system we have, then it's going to be a right midfielder or a right winger. And if we do like the system I said, the four four one one, we're gonna need another striker. That would be Bale, Griezmann, whoever is gonna be that guy. I've seen a ton of names to be thrown out. Would Would you want Gareth Bale? Um, yeah, twenty seven games. I'm fine if he plays twenty seven games for us. I'm okay with that. Twenty seven games a year. 
he's going to show up for some of those big ones. And yeah, I think he'll make a big difference because like he's going to he's going to get you know he's not going to play all those games, so it's going to allow our younger players like Teeth Chung, uh, Mason Greenwood, Angel Gomez get some more playing time. Not fine with that. I think offloading Lukaku and Sanchez. Okay, but anyways, uh, but regardless, I think he. I don't know. I I feel like he's the best fit at the moment because if we go and try to get someone else, we're going to have to pay money or we're going to have to move a lot of things around to be able to get that guy. Like Potch, we have to pay 50 million rather than we could play Ollie, who's done a great job. He has a great system. He knows the club. He knows what to do to win, what's expected, what's actually expected to do to win. Not just, Oh, I, I know what I, I, I know what it is to win. Even though people say he's not won anything as a manager, yeah, obviously he's won. I mean, he's won Norway, but that's a little different. Um, I think the Carter situation is irrelevant, and what he's done here, he just needs to have a fresh start, and we'll see what happens. Where I will defend the the appointment is that I don't think that you guys, like you said, you'd have to pay a bunch of money to get uh, like Pochettino. Yeah. And Zidane ended up back at Real Madrid yeah. sooner than I think most people expected. I think they expected oh, yeah. um, what's his name starts with an S. His first name starts with an S. I think whoever was there, Oridozi or something like that. No, 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 no. That wasn't the last name though. Um, I'm blanking on his name. In any case, I think that there aren't a lot of top quality managers available, and with Zidane going back to Real Madrid. I think that like that was that was that would have been like the guy, really realistically, where you could have just hired him outright, without having to pay anyone anything, without any like controversy with Tottenham, um, or anything like that. So like in in that sense, sure. In the sense of where where it starts to get sketchy for me is the like oh he knows exactly what it's like to be a Manchester United player and like that like, I mean they might as well have brought in like if, if it was enough to just be a former United player and like in on that culture. And like that club's history, like Giggs should have been manager years ago. Like that's not enough. There's a reason why Ryan Giggs is not the manager, and there's a reason why Ollie Gunnar. How do you pronounce his last Solkshar. name? Solskjaer. Solskjaer. Well, has been managing in Norway. There's like if he was a better manager than that, like he failed at Cardiff and he was fired. Yeah, but that's like a. As I told you that's irrelevant because of like the situation he was put in. He was put into like a a, a coaching situation where, yes, there's a lot of situations where you put like Rafa Benitez. You don't give him. He can try to do with what he has, but he's going to do way better if you give him the budget or like a team like Real Madrid or Manchester United or Liverpool. See, but Rafa Benitez had success elsewhere prior to him ending up at Newcastle. I know, but like you're, I think you're looking at his track record like way differently than I think what you should be. No, I just feel like that if he was a, if he was a brilliant tactician or like a brilliant man manager, he would not have been in Norway. But like he chose his to go only there, other though. job outside he, of Nor- well, ch- I mean, yeah, he could have chosen he, to go to Norway. Okay, so let's look at his record. So what he did after he retired, he basically went through the academy and like coached in the academy. Okay, and then worked his way up, and then he eventually moved on to Malmo. No, it was Mold Molda, and then was just there for like a longest time, and then turned that team into uh, to an actual title winning team there, and then was given the opportunity at Cardiff. Which was a it's like giving like it was like Ranieri giving him like Fulham basically, 
Like they were gonna, there was it was a it was a team that was gonna win anyways. Okay. There's no way you could have like changed it with man management or anything like that. And then he fails there, and he goes back to Mulder, and is kind of, re, kind of. I don't think they won last year, but like kind of rebuilt, try to rebuild it to where he's did it again, and then obviously he was given the United job. So he's like he hasn't been like obviously around, but he this is like, I think, the caretaker job was. An easy like yeah, let's give him the job. He has managerial managerial experience. There's no one else that would have been like his kind of, um, I guess, history with the club that you could have brought in with him like at his level. Because I think you know Gary Neville did terrible at Valencia, unfortunately. Um, Giggsy's at Wales doing his thing there. Paul Scrolls went to uh, Oldham Athletic and lasted a month. So there's a lot of guys obviously there that. I don't think would have, they're they're just not ready because they didn't they went the they were pundits for most of the time he was he went straight into coaching okay. right after he retired so I think when you compare him to Giggsy Giggsy should have retired like five or six years before and then he probably would have been United manager after um, Ferguson instead of Moyes but he chose to keep on playing and decided to do it later on unfortunately that's why okay. he has like less of a history of coaching than him already. And I think the way he's changed the club, man, like managing Pogba, managing De Gea, managing Martial. See, that, that's what I don't think is happening. I think everyone was in like such a position after Mourinho that like literally anyone with like any sense of like decent personality and like letting the players just like have freedom. I mean, you uh, can that only works for so long. And I'm, if you, I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to say your line. I don't think that's how it works. Where you just say, I don't think it's happening. I just. You can see everyone smiling. You can ever see everyone's energy is up. You can see everyone is actually trying. I think that tells you a difference. I don't think you could have put anyone else. Like, you, you can't. I don't think you saying that. Like, I don't think you could put a lot of people in that situation and that would have turned. I think almost anyone else would have been a better environment or in training, in the games, whatever. Like, anyone can tell Paul Pogba to just, oh, go do whatever, basically whatever the heck you want. That's, that's basically what he came in and did. He's like, oh, Paul Pogba. Go. Do whatever you want. Paul Pogba has no position. Yeah, because he gave him the freedom and then he was allowed but, like, to... Anyone could just show up and be like, Paul Pogba, you just go run around and do whatever you want. I, That's his tactic. Like, If you look I at guess, the games that he's I mean, played against serious teams, I, I look at the PSG... I feel like... He, this is what I feel. I feel like he's been given the job on the back that you guys got through on PSG. And you guys were... Should have been annihilated by PSG. You got through PSG on a back pass and Buffon dropping the ball. Like you play that game forty nine times over and you don't win another one of those. Okay, I think you're taking. I think he already got the job before PSG, anyways. I don't think so. I thought I, I there's if you listen to everyone in Manchester, there's everyone was saying that like that was looking at it like at a realistic level. If you don't give him the job and you bring in Poch. Like there's gonna be rights on how good if and then especially if he gets top four or top three, like there and then they're doing what he's doing. There's no way Pochettino comes in. But this is even before yeah, the okay. PSG. But like as I'm saying, is, there's no one you could have brought in that anyone. Zidane like, wasn't hired at that point though. I know, but no one, no you could have brought Zidane. Like they said, like oh, all he's gonna be here for the rest of the year, but we're gonna bring in Zidane before that PSG game. Everyone have been like, well, why? Hmm. I th my thing is like I thought they should have announced appointment. I think they said in the background they should have said like yeah you got the job, but 
in, they don't announce it until the very end of the year. I think that would have been the best way to do it. Okay. But, but I don't think I, – I think he already had the job um, probably after the Chelsea game. I think he had the job. I think his honeymoon phase was done uh, at the Tottenham game, and everything else after that was legit. I think – well, Okay. The analytics don't support you in that. In that, like the both expected goals for and expected goals against, you guys are grossly overperforming. Because we are playing a different system, though. It's a totally different system. That's not how expected goals works. Okay, what's your what's how does expected goals work? Tell me how that works now. It is a probability of a goal occurring based on the shooting position, the goalkeeper position, all sorts of stuff like that. It's not a system thing. It's like he ended up here and he took a shot. This is the percent chance that that shot from that position goes in. That's basically how it works. Okay, well, analytics. It's not a system thing. Well, so, analytics haven't been proven, like, this whole season, there's other teams that have been proven analytics has been wrong, so. Yes, there are always outliers, but given enough, given a large enough sample size, which he does not yet have, will almost always revert. Okay, well, we're still doing fair, not even fairly, what we're doing, we're exceeding, obviously, but I think. Right, which is what I'm saying. You're riding your luck at the moment, and you've given this man the job on the back of riding your luck. I don't think we're riding our luck because of the way we're playing. We, he's given a team that can't defend, obviously, but he makes, he's allowing, it, the way we're playing, we're allowing freedom in our back line to not have to defend as much, and I don't think you see that. And I think that's why he's a better man manager the, or manager okay. than what you think it is. And like right. when you say that's how, how it works, when you see how he plays against different teams, he's not allowing that pressure on us because we're counterattacking. And obviously counterattacking doesn't always rely or gives you a goal all the time. And that sometimes it doesn't work like it did against Wolves and like it did against Arsenal. But when you see it a majority of time through every single team we played, that's almost 90, like not 90%, probably 60% of how we scored is on counterattacks because that's how we break down teams. And that's his system. That's what he, he does. That's like, I don't understand why you don't understand that. The the expected goals number. Okay, I don't care about. Okay. Has nothing to do with tactics. That's I know. Not, like, I don't, yes, you're I, right. He's changed the tactics. I understand what you're ways. saying, but that is your relevant stat with this team at the moment. Like, you're what? Not, like, no, like, stop, stop with the what's, stop with the what's. It's, you're not understanding the way they play. Because it doesn't, regardless We're of, making different arguments. I know, I know, but you're saying the goal. Your argument has nothing to do with what I'm saying, and my argument has nothing to do with what you're saying. I'm saying your, what you're saying with what you're saying about like the goals and like the, the percentages of where it's shot, it's irrelevant in how the system works. What? Because <laughs> goals come from anywhere. They're separate things. They have, there is no relation. I don't know how to explain it to you when you're like telling my me. My expected goals things has nothing to do with tactics. Because you just, you just, okay, it does because of, look at Rashford goal. When you say nine out of 10 times, he's not going to score that. But he did. And he's, what are you going to do? You probably would have scored that's, that. That is my whole point. You just proved my point right there. But that's, he did score the one out of 10 that he otherwise But that's wouldn't. the point of the system. We get counterattacks where we're going to be put in weird situations and we're continuing to score. We're no. disproving you already right no, there. No, you're not. It has nothing to do with tactics. I don't care. Okay, so Marcus Rashford I, gets on. I don't know how. Okay, I don't, I don't, argue, I don't want to argue anymore. I'm because just going to finish my sentence. I'm, I'm not going to argue about Marcus this Marcus Rashford anymore. gets you're gonna to the say penalty spot on a brilliant counterattack. I've already said I don't care how he gets there that's great if he I'm changed not, the tactics to get marcus rashford there that's great because i don't care i don't care about the tactics he takes that shot with two defenders in front of him and the goalkeeper and he scores it doesn't matter how he got there 
He took that shot and scored when statistically I'm not saying would how say he got that he there. I'm saying that you're talking I'm talking about the counterattacking way it's randomized. So you're going to end up on the left. You're going to end up on the right. You're going to have to take a weird shot. Yes it is. No. When you counterattack, yes, yeah, you're going to okay, we are going to be counterattacking mostly on the left, but sometimes we end yes. up on the right and we're going to take a shot from the right. But most of our shots are going to come from the left. So yeah. That's planned. That's not random. That your system is set up to exploit weaknesses like that. Where you're gonna have Exa the counterattack on the left. Yeah, but not every time we're gonna be on the left. Exactly. We're not gonna be on the right. We're gonna be sometimes in the middle. I'm not arguing that. I'm yeah, but you're saying like, oh well, like we, most of the shots from here. Are Look not at gonna the goals Lukaku have scored. Would you expect him to score any of those? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. He yeah. scored two goals. That one of the games he had a break. Yeah, because he he's a great, on great his right. He's a great finisher. He scored twice on his right foot from outside the box. He's a great finisher. Literally, you could count a hundred shots that he's taken since he's put on the Manchester United number nine, and that that he has missed those chances regularly where he just scuffs the shot. It happens all the time. Now you won a game with Romelu Lukaku scoring a brace on two goals that he will never score again in a United jersey. Okay, let's let's clip that right now Go and then it. we'll see it. He's You're grossly overplaying your luck at the moment. That's I don't what, think that's what the statistics show. Okay, well... And it doesn't it's, matter it's already the beating, system that gets you to that point. The system is beating your statistics. Yes, that's that's my point. Thank you. That is exactly my point, that your system is currently beating the statistics, but statistics does not lie. You will regress at some point. Well, you it's, have apparently to. it's lying when we're In a grossing. small sample size. Yes, that is exactly what I said. Yeah, when but you you're give all the Gunners yeah, Solskjaer enough we're playing games, by luck, they and will I told regress. You, I've told you the honeymoon phase was done after Spurs. Everything has been legitimate, and that's it. That's what <laughs> I've been saying this whole time. Okay, sure. We'll move on. Real Madrid. Potentially buying some. Manchester United win the league next year. Five players away, like I said. Good one. Uh, Real Madrid, rumored transfers. Um, I don't think they have this much money to spend, but we got Eden Hazard. Oh, yeah. They're gonna, like he says, they're going to get like 500 million. Yeah, there's no way that that doesn't. Even for Real Madrid, there's no way that doesn't break financial fair play. Well, I think they're going to be offloading players too, as well, along with that side. Of See that. that? We'll get into that. Uh, so we got Eden Hazard. Obviously, long been rumored to, to want this move to Real Madrid. Especially now that Zidane is back. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, Paul Pogba, your Manchester United boy. Of those three, who do you think is most likely? Who do you think uh, Real Madrid moves out? What do you got here? What do you think Real Madrid is going to do? Now I think Hazard is the most likely one because the because of how Chelsea is probably going to end their season. And he's one going to have to get out of there. And... I think there's players that are going to be moved from Real Madrid that we're not going to be expecting as well. I think Bale's going to be gone. Maybe a Modric or a Tony Cruz as well. And probably Marcelo. So there's a lot of money that's going to be offloaded. And I don't think they're going to be spending that much to be replacing most of those guys. I think it's the front end, like where those guys are coming from. Okay. Uh, Bahrain, I think, has like a $500 million release clause, which is not going to be met. <laughs> Uh, but I think if the money, if the price is right for him, I think he might work, break the transfer record for center back. Wait, you think they're going to move Varane? Oh no! If they get the right offer. Oh, I don't think any. I don't think Varane's leaving. I think Varane is like going to be their Sergio Ramos. Well, we'll see. That's what I'm saying. I think the problem, like in theory, it would be great for Real Madrid to bring in all these people, but I think they're going to have a much harder time moving people out than they think they are, or than other people think they are, because. No one's going to pay people. No one's going to pay a 32-year-old whatever Tony Cruz the wages oh, that he's making at Real Madrid. I don't think they're going to get the price. Like they're not going to get a high price. I think they're No, I'm not even out. talking about like transfer fee. I'm talking about wages. 
no one's gonna pay him the amount of money that he wants. It's gonna be like it's gonna no depends. one. It's gonna depend on where he goes because he, he might be done. He might just go to the MLS. So you might not get the same money, but who knows? Well, he's not gonna get near the same money in the MLS. No one's gonna pay him like half that, if that. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's his wage. What do you know? What his wages are? Uh, I do not. But I mean, I okay. I would I would be confident in saying it's four hundred thousand euros a week. I don't. I don't think it's four hundred thousand. Let me see if I can find something. I, I think that that's going to be true for a lot of people. I, think I don't think like they get paid Marcelo, as much as you Modric. Think is, I think they get paid probably in like the two hundred, like just under three hundred dollar, three hundred thousand a week. I don't. I think you're pushing Tony it. Cruz salary per week. What do we got? Tony Cruz, according to I don't know, I don't know how legit silly season is dot com. But they apparently have a breakdown of weekly wages at Real Madrid. If this ever loads in. In any case, whatever the money is, it's going to be too much for most clubs. I don't think so. Especially at his age. Especially Milan at probably Marcelo's age. Milan will probably Modric's age. Cruz is actually, I think, less than 30. He's not 32. I think he's 29 right now. He's not. He's always younger than I think he is. Every time I like talk about Tony Cruz. Weekly wages. These are just transfer fees. Highest paid. Bale is on 350, so it's less than I thought it was. But still, it's like hundreds of thousands of how pounds much? a week. How much, though? Uh, Ramos is 200. Marcelo Ramos is 200. Be- Cruz is 200. Modric is 180. Yeah, I see a team playing that. Gareth Bale, 350. No no one at that age is going to pay those wages. They're not gonna, Unless he moves to Malang, like an equal level like a club. club. I think a Milan club would pay that. Uh, I think Byron would take him back. Um, maybe even uh, if one of the ger- other German clubs want to take a take a stab at the league, um, some of those clubs sometimes have money they want to spend. Uh, maybe a Premier League team that wants them, uh, in the top six, I think they would pay them. I don't know who the fit is going to be, but I, th- yeah, I, I don't think that fit when exists. you say when you say like no, I think there's teams out there that would pay them that much. I think I think if anything, maybe, he might I get think a, Cruz. I think I picked a bad example of I Cruz think, because he's younger than thirty. Because like he would be go down maybe under two hundred, uh, maybe he would take one hundred and eighty, probably one hundred seventy. But I think he would go. I think teams would easily pay him, may, maybe even more than two hundred thousand. Okay, um, Modric. I think, I think Modric's the one where he might lose. That's probably why he didn't go to Inter Milan. They probably wanted to pay him a little bit less. But as he's getting older now, he's probably looking at it. Maybe he might. He might even want to go back to Tottenham because like he has like some kind of like he used to play for them. <laughs> maybe want to go back. You know, that'd be the greatest plot twist of all time. Uh, what if Tottenham got uh, Bale and Modric back? I don't think they can afford Bale. Got that new stadium money? No. They could they could afford Bale just on the back of all the jerseys they would sell with his name on the back. I don't think. Why would he want to go back though? Uh, because he failed at Real Madrid. No, I don't think he failed at Real Madrid. He one hundred percent failed at Real Madrid. He was he was sold as the heir apparent to Cristiano Ronaldo. I guess. And now they're going to go buy a new heir apparent. In Mbappe or Hazard, who happened to play, I don't know, maybe his. I think position. anyone that goes to Madrid is probably going to be put in that kind of like pedestal. I mean, look at James. So I mean, I don't think that's. I don't think he failed. He won enough Champions League to me, like to say, dude, you did a great job. But I mean, okay. I mean, he won. I mean, for half a, that stuff on I the think bench it's a, or off. The I don't. Bench. I don't think you see the bigger thing where you see a guy from the Great Britain do that in. It's not very. It's not a very easy transition to go to like to something like that. But it sounds like if you believe the reports that are out about him, like he refuses to learn Spanish. He like doesn't. There's no interaction with any of his teammates like outside of yeah. like on the pitch. Like none of those. Like he didn't put in any effort to incorporate himself into that team. I 
yeah, I guess, and that's why he got left out sometimes. But he still had, I mean, he has a pretty decent scoring record there too. Okay, sure. Hazard and Mbappe, yes. It's not though, not compared to not compared to Isco or Asensio or any of those people. I mean, we can look at the stats and like maybe, but we'll. That's another. I think. Thing. I'm, I that's think another I'm, argument to compare Bale to them. Then. I think Mbappe is off the table. There's no scenario unless PSG end up in some sort of financial trouble. I thought they already were, but or like they're forced no. to sell one of them to avoid some sort of sanction. Yeah, um, I don't think that that. I, in think any they, case, that I, would be. Neymar. I think Neymar goes yeah. instead of Mbappe, but who knows, dude? PSG might. Uh, the price is right, dude. Honestly, but that price. I mean, what did they pay Monaco for him? Like two hundred fifty, something mm-hmm. like uh, something above two hundred. Yeah, so they. I think it would have to be above three. Yeah, probably. But I mean, if they're off, like I said, they're offloading. They can he can easily offload some players and bring some like smaller players in from the other Spanish clubs that it could probably play just as good in the system because look how he turned Casemiro into yeah. the great player he is. So yeah. uh, he's proven that he can transition players or make players bigger than what they are. Um, I actually, th- sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Isco and Asensio too. I think I think Isco is actually someone who could actually also be sold. Yeah, because the first time Zidane was there, Isco like never saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. So for like, whatever reason, like they don't mesh. They can get good money for him as well. So I think yeah, Isco I think would be the best to sell. And they already have. They've already spent seventy million on Eder Militao from Porto. So they like they're already seven million, seventy million in the hole. Yeah, but I think they can easily offload. It'll take players two to players where, like, to offset that. Probably, I would say they can get two player. Like they can get enough players to where they can get like two hundred thousand back or two hundred million back. Probably. Um. Yeah. I think uh, Hamas is coming back. From he had a two-year loan with Bayern, and this is the second year. Yeah, but he won a loan from Zidane, so I don't know if he's gonna like. No, but I mean back. that puts him in a position for it to be sold, like either yeah. like That's a what, permanent yeah. deal with Bayern or whatever. So like, yeah. there's money to be had there. Cruz and Modric, um, Marcelo, Isco. I'd say there's probably at least two hundred million there. There might even be money in Benzema too. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. I feel like they still need him though because they don't have any other forward. Like, like number nine, yeah, I guess. But they, who knows? With they, the Real Madrid system or use or academy is pretty good. They probably have a guy slotted, maybe that Possibly. might be coming up. We don't even know. We'll find out this summer. And then their back line looks decent. They just need to not get hurt, and they need. I think they need to find like a third guy, like a squad guy. That's like a little bit more consistent than Nacho, but Nacho does play on the right back too. So I don't know. I don't know. I think Nacho will be the backup right back now with Eder Militao will be like that third center back. Mm. I think like that is the cover in defense for them. And then Marcelo. And maybe a new left back. If Marcelo goes, I think Alexandro uh, might be a good guy to get. Um, I heard, I think I saw Maldo. Ch- I heard Chilwell got rumored to go there and I was like, what? No way. Two years um, ago, maybe. Yeah. So I, I think they can find it. They can put almost, you know, any decent left back there and they'll be fine. I would say maybe Grimaldo from uh, Benfica. Yeah, I, it, he's Spanish too. There's Maybe enough. There's enough friend. there for them to not have to pay an arm and a leg for a left back. Yeah, and there's plenty of guys in La Liga that would be like, "Oh, take me! I'll, I'll, I want to go win. The, I want to play Champions League and play uh, for a title every year." So there's definitely a lot of guys already there. Um, but what's his name? Um, I play. I play with them in FIFA all the time. Shit, I forgot his name. Dust. It's a weird name. It plays for Valencia. Um, but yeah, Gaia. Gaia, there you go. They can get. They can get. Gotcha. There's a whole. There's a whole bunch of dudes there already where they don't have to pay no more than twenty million probably for those guys. I think. 
I feel like Real Madrid always gets like a Real Madrid fee on their transfers or it's like, we know you got money. Yeah, obviously. But I think maybe they can get a guy that's a little bit older, like late 20s okay. for now. And then maybe they have a guy that's coming up in their system. Yeah, I think uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they got all three of those guys, honestly. But I think at most max two. So you're saying they're going to sign Hazard and Pogba because they ain't signed Mbappe. <laughs> A combination of any of those. Who knows? Yikes. A lot of money will be moved. I think Zidane really likes Mbappe and um, Pogba just because of the French connection. And like, yeah, maybe. He and talks I think really highly of them. The rumor is that. And like, he even had an interview. He was like, why not Pogba? Why, why not bring him in? There's an interview yeah, like guess. this like, later, like literally like yesterday, I think. Okay. So I think that part of uh, there's a rumor anyway that part of the whole th- reason that like brought Zidane back was that, or like that. He left because he had no influence over transfers mm. and like the transfer window didn't go the way that he wanted. And then he came back because Florentino Perez was like, all right, we'll, we'll do it your way this time after like how terrible of a season they had. Yeah. And I think with he, Lopetegui and um, I, th- well, obviously I think maybe they'll give him like, they're going to have to like, okay, we want one high profile transfer, but then everything else is you. And I think, well, I think if Zidane had complete control, this team would be elite as mm-hmm. F. Um, because you might say they would win three Champions Leagues in a row. Uh, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> and like he wouldn't even be, he wouldn't bring in guys. He would make superstars. Like I said, I think that's what he would do. Santi Solari. I got it. I didn't have to look it up. Santi Solari. That's the name of the manager that they let go. Okay. Yeah. But, I feel bad for him too because uh, he got like obviously he didn't perform, but like he was like just like the youth coach. Mm. And they were like, yo, welcome to the big leagues. And then they failed, and then they fired him. Well, I mean, like, they did that for can Zidane. Like, can he at least get his youth coach job back? Like, Zidane, I mean, that's what he got. He came in from the youth coach, the, the, as a yeah, youth okay. coach. So, yeah. I mean, that's, but that Zidane, makes sense. But one guy is Zinedine Zidane, the other guy is, is uh, I already forgot his name again. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, Santi yeah. Solari. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm, I mean, I'm a United guy. I would not be surprised if Pogba left. It would suck. But I like me some Ruben Neves. I like me some Fernandez from Lisbon. Oof, I none like of those me, people are Paul Fogba, though. That's and then the Ndidi as well from Leicester. There's a lot. There's a thing. Ooh. I think what we're going to be seeing, too, I think another thing we can, like, add is I think a lot of big teams are going to be staying away from, like, those big signings, like, as much. Like, I don't think they'll have, like, one every so often. But, like, with Shokshar, I don't think Shokshar is going to be, like, signing, like, big-name guys. I, I think, think he's going to fit guys into the system. I, I think that... And the same thing with Zidane, too. I'm going to make a weird parallel here, but how... Even a, Pep has done that, too. Yeah. I think that how in baseball... This is going to be... Follow me here, all right? Hey, Europeanos. We're going on a journey. Europeanos. We're going on a journey. You've seen in free agency a huge regression where teams aren't willing to pay. Like, mm-hmm. salaries just got way out of hand. Yeah. And teams are like, no, 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 no. Like, we're going to let... Like, you see Kimbrel right now, and... Um, Okay, they don't know these guys. Whatever. They don't know there are guys. a lot of high-profile players that are not on a team right now, even though the season started, because no one wants to pay them what they think they're worth. Yeah. I think that that is starting to happen, where, like, the Neymar and Mbappe things were kind of the tipping point, mm. where it's like, okay. We need to get some bad guys. Like, we're not going to start we're paying, like, hundreds of millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not going to roll out 100 million euros every Remember Usman Dembele? What a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even Coutinho's yeah. been a bust. Like, the number of money they paid, the, what they paid Liverpool with. Um I think you're starting to see that regression where like teams are like, okay, we need to start looking at other, like we need to be much more diligent in our scouting of like young players and cheap buys that we can get and then develop. Yeah, I think that's what you're starting to see a lot more. 
Yeah, I think that's what what United. Team but is. if you're Real Madrid, I mean, you're just like, oh, hey, we'll take their guy. Sure. But I would think like there's, I guess they're not really good at developing players as they used to be, or not as good as Barcelona as well. So um, they had what Asensio. They bought him in. They bring Asensio. They, in? Bought, they him. brought Isco in from Malaga, unless yeah. they loaned him to Malaga. No, they uh, no, they bought him. They bought Isco when he was like 19, I think, and they okay. bought Asensio when he was like 17. Oh, okay, I thought Asensio was theirs. Yeah, he went. The, he played the academy for like a couple years. Yeah, yeah, but not like truly homegrown, homegrown. Yeah, I mean, even Pogba, you bought him in when it was like 15. 15, I'd probably give you. Well, yeah, you won like, like a, three, four. You won like a youth cup with like Yanazai yeah, 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 yeah. and like okay. Lingard and stuff back right. in the day. Fair enough. In any um, case, but yeah, I mean, it's we'll see, we'll see what happens, dude. Honestly, it's gonna be a cluster f. Possibly. I knew we were gonna argue with the Ali thing. I knew we were too. And once again, like our arguments are completely separate. So, like, I'm not trying to argue the point you're trying to make, and you're not trying to argue the point I'm trying to make. But neither one of us are seeing that, I think. I think I see what you're saying, but I think my thing completely go towards yours thing. But it's whatever. I don't care. Whatever. You guys going to win the league next year. You heard it here first. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that has been it for Across the Pond, where two American boys talk about the worldwide world of soccer slash football. I'm sorry it just took so long. It is over now and out. We are done. We will see you guys next week as usual. We didn't have as many pauses as I liked or I'm happy about. That's good. So when I edit this. Many pauses? Yeah, we're like. Oh. Yeah. Like a pause like that? Yeah. But now you have to edit? No, I'm not going to edit that. Oh, that's that just an example. example. That's a free pause. Yeah, free pause for you guys. Let's go. And that has been it. Like I said, uh, go ahead and like and uh, share this video. And then on the podcast services as well, on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, we are there as well. Uh, if you want to listen to us, the uh, audio version usually goes up before the video version. So whatever, lick it. Lick it real good. I've been the host, Richard Video, joined by the man with the noggin, Jacob Bullard. We will see you guys, like I said, next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.